0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Great middle school coach, right? Where it's
1: just like you're (laughs) you're doing it the (laughs) right way. It doesn't matter how many people come to see it. You know, you just, he's a great man, all that stuff, right? But Memphis needs to make money. And they turned to Penny Hardaway, not because... I don't think they thought they were hiring a bad coach, obviously, but they, they, they knew that he was a good enough coach, and he would put people back in the building. Right, that is what he would do, and that was the motivation. And by the way, he coached James Wiseman, he coached the East kids, uh, he had the immediate like he was going to land the number one recruiting class immediately coming in. Like they Memphis knew that that was a huge motivation, but now we're five years into this thing, and that sort of. In the rear view now, that East High School class is in the rear view now. So, what 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 do the degrees of success look like? May take calls a little bit later in the show when we come back. We have a a monster Thursday night football game to preview, folks. I mean, I you know don't touch that dial. This is right. Yeah. I mean, and by the way, the uh, we do have a little bit of a backdrop here with the uh, with the Washington football team owner. Or the commander? Oh, that's crazy! Basically, bending Roger Goodell over a barrel and saying, "I dare you to fire me," because I got skeletons. I got you talking about not getting fired, not getting removed. Yeah, that's what Dan Snyder is telling Roger Goodell. Get into that and more when we come back. Jason and John, not even trying to film. ESPN.
0: Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.
1: Savor 21 flavors of lip smacking goodness, whole wings, party wings, boneless wings. This month, you can enjoy 10 piece party wings for only $8.99. So get on over to Mount Mariah, Kyraville, Millington locations, party wings the way you like them. Guru Gold, 901, Nashville High, Triple J, my go to, garlic sriracha. It's unbelievable. All at the price to fit your wallet. The Wing Guru, lip smacking goodness and party wings the way you like them. Oh, so good. Every day around this time, we do the Rundown. Let's
0: get it. Now, it's the Rundown, presented by ExploreStLouis.com. The biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. All right, so just to reset the news of the
1: day, uh, Penny Hardaway has gotten a contract extension. The contract runs through April 2028. And he, here's what he's going to make. He's going to make 2.5 million dollars this year. He's going to make 2.6 next year. He's going to make 2.7 the year after that. 2.8 the year after that. 2.9 the year after that. And then finally, 27, 28 season, he is going to make three million dollars. So just to sort of catch up to speed, uh, that's less than what Tubby Smith got in his initial deal when he came over to Memphis. I know Tubby Smith won a championship, so the, clearly that was a championship uh, premium that Memphis paid. Um, and it was also uh, his current two, his first two years. of This deal are less than what Memphis was paying Josh Pastner at the end of his tenure at Memphis. So look, Memphis is getting a hell of a deal here for Penny Hardaway. Um, I and, and we'll take calls on sort of what uh, what success looks like or what it should look like, what it is. Uh, you know, in, in, in your perspective, the audience over the next six years. Um, I, I think the Penny Hardaway era has been a Great success for Memphis. Maybe uh, not as much of one on the court as you would have hoped, uh, I, you know, because you have two NCAA tournament appearances right now instead of one. Yeah. I mean, Memphis could have made the NCAA tournament um, one year ago. I mean, I don't, you know, obviously there was no NCAA tournament 2019-20. They weren't on track to get there, but almost like, almost throw that season out because James left. There was real – uh, upheaval with that roster, and it was also the youngest team in Division One that season. Yeah. So, I mean, could they have done it? Yeah, they could have won an AAC tournament. Who knows? They were young and, you know, naive enough to do it, I suppose, right? But we'll never know. And the first year was just a total, you know, you had Tubby Smith holdovers, right? You had guys like Rainier Thornton and Kareem Bruton and Keevan Davenport who would never play under Penny Hardaway, right? That's never the kind of guy. So what we're really talking about and what it really boils down to is Penny Hardaway has one NCAA tournament where he probably should have two. That's really not that big of a gap, you know. And I know, like, there were times. I think that it probably informs the way we think about it. It's been ugly. There have been times where it's gotten really chaotic, and some of that has been self-inflicted, right? But if you just sort of, like, like take out, if I just, if I just had a Men in Black, like laser, right? Yeah. And I say, here come the Men in Black. Bam. You don't remember nothing. And I said, all right, this is what Penny Hardaway has done in his four years at the University of Memphis. And you didn't know anything other than what was on that sheet of paper. You would say, oh, attendance is doing okay, you know. Uh, they, they, they've been in the NCAA tournament, you know. They got number one recruiting. You would say, sure. damn, Penny Hardaway's doing a pretty good job, yeah. wouldn't you? Yes. I, well, and I
3: think here are the things that it dissolved, I think. The first one is the debacle during COVID game against Tennessee last year. A B that's true. The Rashid Wallace, is he or isn't he a coach uh, via Zoom consultant man and stuff. Yep. All of the coaching wildness and who's on staff and who's not stuff, that all sort of all of those things went. I really think that the staff was a big, big challenge after, and I'm not even saying this because we know Mike, but you know, once Mike left, it became a little bit of a parade through the staff. And that's why I brought up the staff because I think having Frank Really leaving Larry out of the picture. Not no disrespect to Larry, but getting that thing shored up and hopefully having this is my staff. This is our situation. We're able to play all these games. We're not going to have Frank isn't going to have to step in for me because I'm not going to lose any games. Like I think what happened this week, along with the contract and the NCAA IARP thing, is it's sort of a reboot. You know, like now I'm not saying that this. The thing I here's what I hope though. I do think. They need it to be less drama free in order to make a run in the NCAA tournament because it's not productive it's just like here like yep. it's not productive when you
1: have a bunch of madness going on and we and we often do right no, I mean, this I, is a uh, this locker room is quite toxic and it's hard to, it's hard any
3: business it's true Look, ask any restaurant owner yeah restaurants uh businesses my dad owns a chemical business and I, I used to work at car washes with my old man. Is hard running a business, let alone an organization. who, who is the uh who is the Amani Bates of
1: 929? Amani. Nine? Oh, I don't think we have an Amani. I think I would probably be the closest to Amani. I hate to say it. I think I like any anybody that like uh anybody that just has any kind of like uh edge to him, I think I'm gonna have to wear that label. Yeah,
3: you're the maybe the closest, but everybody I, I think wants to be here and also at least they don't publicly say they think higher of themselves than yeah. than than is true. Well, and
1: I'm also in my right role. Like you, you know, I'm. It's not like I'm being asked to, you know, climb on the tower outside. Yeah, we're not doing engineering, but that, that's, I mean, that's what Penny asked Imani to do. Right? But what do you stress about if you don't have an engineer? You stress about
3: not having an engineer. That's right. You know, so if you're that's Penny. Right. And and maybe you don't stress about it if you're Penny, because it seems like Penny doesn't stress about anything. Yeah. I, and I think, I give him credit. I actually think that helps him, because he can ignore all this crap, and he somehow is a, above it. Well, yeah, because he, you know,
1: and I will say, like. It's a skill. It is It is something that I, I envy. I uh, wish I had that carefree attitude. P- Penny is, uh, what? what's that movie about the, you know, the eternal sunshine of the spot? Spot in mind, yeah. Is that the Jim Carrey movie? That's, that is what Penny has. Penny Hardaway always <laughs> so believes that it's just gonna work out. No, it's all—it's just gonna be fine. It's like now, nah, like he had his outburst last season, right? When it was going really bad, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he can have that. Yeah, I mean, Rasheed basically got told he couldn't come back because he wouldn't get the vaccine. The team put up 12 points against SMU in the first half at the crib.
3: The, the part I could be spared is the bogus uh, consultant stuff and the he's just going to do it oh, this yeah. way. Well, like, that's just so go, that they can keep paying Rasheed, right? No, but, I like, mean, if you're going to keep it real, though, like, let's keep it real all the way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need to have this uh, this
1: runaround about why something's happening or why it's not happening. Well, we will pass that along to uh, Pitty in terms so of – No,
3: hey, he's the star here, man. He's are. the one getting $3 bucks a year to coach the team.
1: Brad, what's a little bit more transparent – I hear what you're saying. You know what I'm a, saying, like this, no, yeah. we, I think we all see through that, though. We all like, we know, like, oh, he's gonna, you know, how many sessions did Rasheed Wallace have from Zoom, bro? All right, he's moving on. This is one of the things that's awesome if you're Penny running this
3: program, though, because like there are a lot of coaches that, it, like, if you lost the Tennessee game or you, you know, coaches can't, they, they wouldn't have them on staff.
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's a, it's a, it's a good situation for the University of Memphis, and and like we were talking about. I mean, Penny did find his engineer. He got Kendrick Davis, right? Right, who's talking uh, as we speak, or just finished up at AAC Media Days. Um, so look, it's a it's a contract that is well deserved. Penny has done a lot of really good things for the University of Memphis. Again, that doesn't mean that uh, he is you know absolved from criticism or right. above criticism. You know, i I've, people have tweeted me in the past who are close to Penny, and they always get mad at me because you know I I have been critical at times. Right, and they think that it's rooted in something that it's not. You know, I, I'm a fan of Penny Hardaway. Sure. I, I don't know how many times I, I have to stress that. Right, it's just kind of funny. Like that's the area I live in. Right, yeah. so you know, I'll have people say that I hate Penny and I'm this and I'm that, and then I'll have other people say you love Penny and you wash his balls and blah blah blah. Like that's, yeah, that, but that, I, that's I think we are all
3: in. in that both, though, because like I was the, one of the things I think that national media and our staff even have been sideways about is this idea that. You can't want Penny in Memphis to do good, and still at the same time say, "You know, we probably shouldn't have played Wiseman given the situation." Now, you can be the same person. You you seriously can be the same person that says, "I want great things for Memphis. I'd like them to make good decisions."
1: Yeah, and, and I, I also would rather you not play Alex Lomax so much at the well. One. I mean, it's just like it's just like when you're like a, a parent, right? Like yeah. you have a you have a child, and 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 you know you love that child, and you obviously adore that child, and sure. you want that child to do well in life that doesn't mean you're not going to say, you know, hey, you could have done this differently. Sure. You could have handled that situation differently, right? Not that – I mean, but Penny is the favorite son yes. of Memphis. Yes. Right? So, like, it's kind of like we all sort of wrap our arms around Penny the same way. You know, it's not – and I, and, I, and I've sort of had to fight that, but you know I, I'm 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 going to be who I am as it relates to Memphis basketball. You know I'm going to praise it when I think it's going well, and I'm going to call it out when I think right. it's not. Yeah, I mean that's just that's that's who I am. And right now I think this is a contract that is obviously well deserved. I I think Penny has the ultimate say uh, whenever he wants to move on, he can move on, and uh, it's not going to be the decision of the University of Memphis is to make. I mean I just think that's kind of where we are with it. So. Uh, Penny Hardaway is uh, is locked in. No more questions. All right, St- to the parents, stop asking him stupid bleeping <laughs> questions about is he going to be here because Penny Hardaway is locked into the university. And I do, don't you think it's just kind of nice to like have that stability, like knowing oh, yeah. the coach is going to be there, better or worse.
3: Yeah, I, I I do. And you got him for less than Chris Jans is making at Mississippi State. You know, you yeah. you got him for less than. Uh, Brad Underwood at Illinois, like Jeff was saying this morning, like he's he's going to be at a price now. Here's the thing, though. I, I think you want butts and seats. If you're the university, even if you spent two and a half to three million bucks over the next six years, totally agree with that. Now, I mean, I don't know how you do that. I I, I think that well, t- you, it, t- you you win, you you win, you win. I but mean, that's... but I I will say, but you have to win in a unique way. Uh, you know, and I think say, selling tickets is harder than than it was three four years ago. Well,
1: it is. But if if Memphis isn't is in the top twenty five, and I mean, I'm, I'm saying that'll win. cure it all. I'm saying not not win like twenty and twelve win, right? That's right. that's a winning record, but that's not a winning record that's going to that's to me, twenty and twelve is the equivalent of seven and five right. in, in college football, right? Yeah. Like it ain't gonna move the needle. What you need, what Memphis needs, Memphis football needs eight and four, year in and year out, plus right. plus, right? And then Memphis basketball needs twenty four wins. Plus, that's what they need in terms of, okay, are people going to turn out to I think that's this? the mark. That's probably the mark. And I don't think that's unreasonable, especially with the league that both are about to be in. I mean, I think that's another consideration of this. Penny well, Hardaway I think that win number is going to have to go up. Well, that's what I'm saying. 24 is the is going to be the minimum. Yeah. You know, because the, the, the league is going to be so bad. I don't think people realize... Like, 30 wins is going to start being the norm again for Memphis basketball. I mean, it's Conference USA all over again. Yeah, like, it's about to start happening again. They haven't haven't won 30 since then. Yeah. I mean, they have not, you know, I don't don't even know if they've gotten, I think they've gotten maybe to, like, 26, 27. I don't think they've gotten particularly close to 30, but they're about to be living in 30 land here very soon because this league is about to get a whole hell of a lot worse. In the meantime, Penny Hardaway's got an extension through 2028, and, uh, One thing about Penny Hardaway's teams, man, and this is what I appreciate him as, somebody that works in media, he is going to keep it interesting, right? Oh, for sure. That is never a concern. I think it needs to be less interesting, though. I hear you. I hear you. I I swear. I feel you. I
3: get what you're saying. In order to do what you want to do, and this goes for any organization, there has to be, and I'm not calling it dysfunction, there has to be some leveling of the wildness, man.
1: Well, there was a lot last year, right? I mean, especially at the beginning when he was talking about the veterans being jealous, et cetera. You know, that's, it. that's what I'm talking about. The SMU post game, like there, but the but, COVID, yep, the, the, the buzz, no the, the coach on the Zoom. I, I think like, that would be a welcome uh, that would be a welcome change for for a season, right? Where you got some experience, you got some veterans yeah. who hopefully, you know, there will not be nearly as much resentment or what have you, yeah. right? Um, I do think the lesson, Penny, not to cut you off is.
3: He has, I think, learned the lesson on under-promising and over-delivering. I think we've moved past all the smoke, Yes, you know, national championship.
1: I think we've gotten to that point. Yes, I think so. I think so. Uh, But he's got a chance to do it this year for the first time really ever. So uh, I'm looking forward to the season. Next story. I am not looking forward to this game tonight. I'm not. I think this is – The NFL – like i I actually have made this cal- ca- this calculation in my mind, like you know i will I will gamble on two snails racing, okay like i like it like I'll throw fifty bucks on that, right I think I've seen you do it this is this is one where I'm like, all right, maybe it's family time tonight, maybe it is maybe it's
3: maybe it's time to read. I forgot how bad the commanders are, they're one in four, and they are
1: brutal, please, mr. Panda oh. You're not even going to tune in or even give it a thought. Would you like a donut? <laughs> do you know the story of Please, Mr. Panda? No, inform me. Please, Mr. Panda is a story about manners. Oh, this is for your little little Riley. Yes, it's her favorite book, right? I think I might. I think it would be more entertaining for me to just read this book 18 times. Well, I, which I already have to do anyway, right? So sure. t- here's how it goes, real quick. I'll, I'll break it down. No, help cl- us out here. I thought it was part of the Washington Commander's game plan. Turns out it's Riley's book. It would be more entertaining. Uh, Mr. Panda uh, has a box of donuts. Mr. Panda wants to hand out the donuts. A lot of animals come up. He asks the animals, Mr. Panda does, would you like a donut? They say, yes, I would like this one. He says, no, you cannot have a donut. So then he asks, uh, a a skunk walks up. uh, He he asks, do you want a donut? Skunk says, yes, I would like that donut. Mr. Panda says, you cannot have that donut. No donuts.
3: No donuts.
1: Finally, there comes like a little ferret or something, some kind of like night nocturnal animal, and uh, and the and 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 the panda asks, he says, Would you like a donut?" And and the ferret says, "I would like a donut, please, Mr. Panda." And Mr. Panda gives the entire box of donuts to the ferret, and he says, "I don't even like donuts." How about that? The panda doesn't even like donuts, right? But he was just—he was just waiting for somebody to say please, and you the parrot was the only one that said please.
3: I was gonna watch the Washington Commanders and the Chicago Bears tonight. I think I've redesigned my life about there, joining the Martin household, so I can say I saw please, Mister Panda, in person.
1: You read—you got the dramatic reading. I loved that. You should—you should see the way my kids' eyes light up when I say. Would you like a donut? <laughs> like you should see her eyes, man. For real, she will hand me that book. You have a gift. Oh, I, I, I had
3: no idea a dramatic I, reading for a
1: two-year-old. I will absolutely read, uh, and I'll do the voices and everything. Oh, yeah. Maybe we should do a story time on Sunday mornings on ninety-two nine. Hundred percent. I will read the hell out of it. The- I mean, I think that that needs to be a, a Netflix like it's special. Yes, not me, but the please, no. I Mr. think it's you. It's uh, a classic, please, Mr. Panda is a classic. Now, will this game? Meet Mr. Panda? I'm not sure. I think it is very much up in the air whether or not this game will. Carson Wentz has a bum shoulder, okay? He's not even healthy. He's top five passing in the NFL. I'll give that to him. I mean, the guy is top five in the league. And, by the way, we talked earlier this week about Ron Rivera backing up over the bus. Did you see he apologized? He apologized to his quarterback for throwing him under the bus. Which he should uh, have done because the issues reach far beyond – quarterback play, though that is a big issue. There is no denying that. Um, I have no idea who is going to win this game. I have no idea who should be favored. It is and, and neither does Vegas, by the way. What if, what are they saying? It's a pick'em. It Oof. is a I mean, how can you say either of these teams deserve to be favored? I mean, the Bears are not good. Justin Fields is one of the historically worst quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. The Washington Commanders can't do anything right. I mean, this is this is like a this is like a voyeur thing if you watch this. You know, like you're into some weird stuff if you watch yeah, this. Yeah, if I had to pick this game, which I will,
3: I will pick the Washington Commanders. And the reason why I will pick them is because I think of the four interceptions from Justin Fields, a 73 passer rating, the Bears are on the road and they're terrible. But yes, the Commanders are also terrible. The quarterback at least I think is more functional in that offense. It's a, it is actually
1: in Chicago.
3: Oh, is it in it, Chicago? It is in Chicago. Oh, crap. Maybe I should reevaluate that. But I, I don't know that it's going to matter. that's yeah, a soldier I mean, field at 7.15 on Prime Video. This is the Amazon game. This is the Amazon game. Right. I mean, look. Uh, All like, right, I go with the Bears then. Go with the home team if it's a pick
1: Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if I even can disagree with that. I mean, I, I I, was on the Commanders, obviously, last week as part of Patty's picks, and they had a chance to beat the Titans on the two-yard line, first and goal with 19 seconds, and they couldn't do it. Um I just, man, I I cannot put any of my hard-earned money, you know, in this economy on this game. I just cannot. Um, so it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you're you're looking at, it, you're like, okay, I, sh- I should take the under. Well, I mean, Chicago put up 22 last week at Minnesota. They can score. I mean, I I I, I don't think the under is automatic. Um, another interesting layer to this story is that Dan Snyder, according to a an investigation from ESPN that was published this morning and maybe this is something that could lead to you know talking yourself into betting money on the Bears if you just if you're just that sick, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you're just that sick if yeah. you if you have to have action on this game. You might be a degenerate if
3: you're betting on this game.
1: Oh, I think you're far beyond that. Uh, I I think you have other uh you probably have existing <laughs> warrants. <laughs> right? Uh but but Dan Snyder claims dirt. He claims oh, I he's saw got this. dirt yes. on NFL owners and Roger Goodell and is basically saying that uh you know, hey, if you want me, come and get me. So
3: SportsCenter said that he, obviously he's denied that he has investigators looking into the, the basically the skeletons in the closets of Correct. all the different owners across the league so Correct. that he could get stuff on the owners in case they come after him, basically.
1: Which, I hey, hell of a strategy, actually, well, look, if you're him. Don't you think there is a reason that that dude is still... Of yes, the owner of the franchise, he's got to have something on Goodell. After everything that they have endured as a franchise, he's been the owner for 23 years. Right? He has so he knows where yes. the bodies are buried. If he
3: were in the NBA, where he still have the situation he has, I mean, we saw what happened in Phoenix. Basically, no, was-
1: probably, probably not. Um, a, because I think there would be less dirt. Yeah, to, to have, and B, the NBA is a is a more progressive league and. You're not making the kind of money, probably, right? That right. Uh, that the, you're making in the NFL. Oh, I mean, the, huge money. There's also a there's also an element of, you know, Roger Goodell knows that Dan Snyder's is going to bring in money every single year. Yeah, right. Like he's a good he's he's a he's a financially he's an owner that is you know successful year in and year out. But the report was that uh, he's hired some private investigators, <laughs> uh, and he, and he told an associate, according to ESPN, that the NFL is a mafia. All the owners hate each other. Um, so, you know, I, I think that is something to uh, – and I think, you know – They're all about
3: money is what it boils down to because, I well, mean, some of them may not like Stan Kroenke, but yes. they wanted him in Los Angeles so he could
1: make more money for the league. It, it's stories like this that uh, I, I think if you're a Memphis Grizzlies fan and you're in the city of Memphis, it should make you appreciate Robert Pera because we, we, don't, we don't know what Robert Pera does, right? But that's great. <laughs> like, no, I mean it's worked out. That's great. It's really worked out well. You know, people complain, right, that he's not visible, that he's not this, that he's not that. Well, you know, a lot of a lot of owners are visible, and a lot of owners are um, jackasses, uh, and 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 are problems. And like I think about whether you're a Washington football team or watch, excuse me, Washington Commander fan. There you go. You love you. You like you're miserable. If you're a Knicks fan, you're miserable. Because yeah, of James Dolan. James Dolan's not gonna. And a lack team. of su- success. I mean, the owner can't he can't figure out who to well, run the team. And I think that's that sort of all goes hand in hand.
3: Yeah, I think that's true.
1: You know, I mean, the, the the performance on the field or on the court. You know, I think a lot of it does trickle down from your ownership.
3: Well, and to Paris' credit, he had to get through the storm a little bit there in the first group of guys that he was trusting in to run that franchise. I mean, we had to go through it a little bit before we got to uh, the the new. The new regime.
1: Yeah, um, but I don't know. I I, I I get the sense that this is going to be a, a disgusting game tonight uh, on uh, Thursday night football. It's a pick 'em. It's even. Uh, I it, even me again. I will bet on anything. I don't think I can put any of my heart under American dollars. Which are very strong, by the way. The American dollar is strong. Yeah, than it works well
3: time. in Belize. That's why uh, Jason and his dad are over there, I guess, right now.
1: Yeah, but it's it, it is hurting our uh, you know our, our friends around the uh, around the world. You know, when that American dollar is so strong, yeah. it's good for us, bad for them. That's true. If you don't care about that, you're a red blooded American. Absolutely. You know, you like your steak, and you're a red blooded American. So that American dollar strong. Uh, anyway, Thursday night football tonight, seven fifteen on Prime Video. Got one more, Brad. Next story. I want to talk about these uniforms tonight on on uh, in, in the UCF Temple game. Now, again, this is not a game that I am particularly locked into either because it's UCF and Kurt Warner's son, right? This right, should be yeah. an absolute bloodbath. But who we've said in this show is terrible. Oh, it's not just a – yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's not – we were not pioneers or trailblazers by saying that. He is awful. Uh, But the UCF Knights are unveiling these amazing uniforms – paying homage to, you know, their, uh, their, their all sort the space standing. connections. Yeah, they're in, uh, you know, which I did. You know, UCF had a great s- space program. I mean, I knew about Cape Canaveral. I didn't know what the how close I did that was know to that, Orlando.
3: I didn't know that was part of the college but program. Have, have
1: you seen the, the uniforms?
3: I'm looking at them right now. Well, I've got uh, some friends in here in the studio, and we're looking at them. Are they not amazing? I think they are amazing. Um, like. It's sort of like the Grizzlies, though. They kind of took a good thing, maybe a tick too far, with some of the logos. But I think I would just side on. They're awesome. What would the universe? So, so okay, so just a real quick. Uh, space U is what it says yeah. above the number in the front. Space U, they're black, right? What is the little girl below the chin uh, in the V-neck there? If you zoom in on the neck, it's a. There's like a little. It's like a. A, a is it a person with a space? Like a cartoon with a space helmet on? On the helmet, you're saying? No, 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 on the jersey. I can't so, see So it that. has the Nike, if you zoom in, it has Nike Mission 6 mm-hmm. on the patch. It has the Nike patch. It has Space U above the number. Really cool black with gold and white numbers. Uh, space U, the E looks like the Grizzlies M where it's just three lines, so it's tricked out, really cool graphics. But right below the V-neck, there's like a, it's like a cartoon girl.
1: I don't know. I don't know. You can't the, see that on yours. I, I can't. I, I just have that one picture. But it's got uh, like we, a telescope on uh, on the helmet, and it's it's black, and it's got some light blue tint, and it's just like to me, it's one of the sickest uniforms I've ever I seen. I love it. I, but I also like the Grizzlies' black uniforms.
3: I like black uniforms if they're done right with gold and silver.
1: Yes, uh, I uh, I would like the Grizzlies to go back to their original uniforms. I know I am in the minority on that. Uh, that being said, I thought about okay, if 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 UCF can just call themselves Space U, yeah, right, and they can come out with these special edition uniforms. Sure, I mean, the, certainly the university of mips can do something like this, right? What would you call a distribution U? Well, hold on now, I mean, FedEx uh, U, like that. I'm, I'm. Uh, we are known for many things. I think you got to put FedEx U, distribution U, D U. You do you think distribution? You I don't know. I'm what, just trying to brainstorm. Here, well, you man. know, we, you know, we have the uh, you know we have the earthquake center on campus, right? Oh, now you're that's a cool area. Now I don't know. I don't know what you could because you can't. There's no picture of an earthquake, right? Yeah, but that is,
3: tremors or that whole vibe is kind of a fun zone to get into branding around. Well,
1: like you know, Memphis is on the uh, New Madrid fault line. Yeah, New Madrid. Yeah, so it's it's it kind of goes could Memphis be earthquake you if we're going to fault line if, if we're going to go with like things that cuz I don't know I mean the Fogelman business that's boring to me that's, no you know
3: what else I kind of like I like the see this is why they use the uh, when when the express were here people like planes that's why space use is so cool cuz it takes planes to a the the at, you know the the top with space and then they've got these cool stickers it is a very cool uniform you can't really see the little cartoony girl below the, the chin there but like it is a super cool uniform if you're Memphis first of all it has to be black if it's not black it's yep. that's that's where you start
1: yeah, I mean I was just trying to think like
3: like I love the Vegas slot machine stuff and all of the seven 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 stuff.
1: Does UNLV do that? Yes. They have, they, a, they have they, a Vegas uniform. They, they have
3: a slot machine uh thing where the kids pull the lever oh, yeah, if they I've seen win the, yeah. So they've played up like if you go to the UNLV Nike stuff, it's really cool. Even the fo- football team's terrible, but like their gear and their swag is really, really good. Memphis's nine oh one stuff is good, but I think if you were to just come out of outer space, and do this, you'd probably do something around the faults or the New Madrid Center or uh, what? I don't know. Quake, just go
1: Quake. Yeah, I mean, it's not like people are like. Why is Memphis? You know, they'd have to do a little bit of research, right? Like it wouldn't be as obvious as uh, as UCF Space U because you Orlando's Florida. That's where we do a lot of launches. But like, I feel like Memphis could find something unique. And like, I, I miss the Chrome helmets. I think we need. To, you know, there was a real renaissance for Memphis football with the uniforms. I kind of feel like that's when the the school took off is, like, when they started getting awesome uniforms. Yeah, that you know?
3: helped the whole football vibe. Norvell kind of took – well, Fuente kind of started it, and Norvell took it to another level, and he was, he was even getting on helicopters and doing recruiting visits with that stuff. Yeah, no question about I it. I think – what about the pharaoh stuff? Like, when we had the oh, – when we did the pyramid and, and they were playing in the, in the pyramid, it was all about that vibe, that whole Egyptian-Memphis connection.
1: Yeah, that's actually, that's actually not a bad idea. Because there is, that, uh, there is a museum on campus, right? Okay. There is a, uh, you know, there is... Didn't I, they move that statue from the pyramid yeah, on campus? yes. Ramsey? Yeah. <laughs> Ramsey's, yes. Absolutely, yes. So I think branding around that might be fun. I, that actually is a great, really great idea. Um, and, I mean, Memphis is Egypt. Right? It's the name is. That's where it's originated from. Yeah. That's actually a better idea than the earthquake. I because, think I like because, my pharaoh's because idea. Because you could do, like, you could do... Uh, now, again, you'd have these sort of purists and, and traditionalists who would say, well, it's got to be the colors of Memphis, you know, because there's, there's no blue right. in the UCF's logo, right? There's no blue in their school colors. They're, this uniform is blue. Now, so black and gold would have to be, to me, the, uh, the way you do that. Now, the whole
3: thing has to be unveiled because there's a thing called Citronauts football. Have you seen the video here? Like, they, they're trying to brand around. Let me see if this is, makes any sense here.
0: Do not go gentle. Into that good night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. This is the The moment. wise men at their end, this is UCF? no dark this is is UCF. Because their words had fought no lightning, they do not go gentle into that good night. Rage, rage against the dying of the light.
3: Oh that is so
0: sick.
1: Bro, this has me so hype right now. Bro,
3: and they're unveiling the mission six with this. This this is awesome. This is gonna this is gonna hit you in a power five. <laughs> Space you. It's pretty sick. And then it's the uniform.
1: Yeah, like, like, like the whole thing is like mission six is a go. Like oh, I just it's good. I, I kind of have chills right now. A I love space, right? Me but, too. But, but B they've done a, such a great job of, um, you know, the theming around it. And they've even rebranded
3: their Twitter and they're calling it Citronauts Football. Yeah. I mean,
1: that's perfect. The future of football. It's perfect, man. It's really, really funny, and it's really good, and it's, and it's well done. So and... we need to do a Pharaoh's version of this well, or he- something like he- that. Here's the thing in college football, right? You better do it. The The, the kids expect it. You better do it. Um, because if I'm a kid and I'm considering UCF, yeah! they just jumped way up in my list. I agree. Because who would not want to be a part of this, right? This is amazing. This is fun. Fans are gonna come out tonight like crazy. They're gonna want to be a part of this. Like it's a it's a it's a great thing that UCF does, and now it's a a tradition. Yes. Um. And I think Memphis and any school like Memphis, like you gotta start one of these. You kind of you kind of gotta you gotta embrace the history of your university and your city, and you gotta tie it into the game day experience. Um, and get people looking forward to it, like they've been doing this for several years now. So people are anticipating, uh, what's the reveal going to be? What's the uniform going to? They do it every single year now, right? Yeah. They've had moon helmets in the past, like yeah. So now, no, it's hot.
3: And then you get Malzahn in a video with Malzahn in a uniform and yes. a, in like a cosmonaut type suit or whatever.
1: Yes. Like it's really good. It's good stuff, man. Uh, and it's tonight, so I will. I will tune into this. Uh, if anything, I will just check it out and and watch UCF. Uh, beat the crap out of Temple just to see the uniforms in action. So <laughs> I I think they're gonna win just because of these uniforms. They're awesome. It, it, it makes me wanna it makes me wanna bet UCF large to it be does. honest. Like I'm is. not even joking, man. Yeah, like like I, 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 this uniform is not not covering. Okay, <laughs> there's a hundred percent chance. It, 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 there's just it's it's written <laughs> right. You 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 put out that telescope. It's written in the stars, yeah. baby. Get it get it get out your telescope. All right, what are you gonna see? UCF minus whatever the 100%. hell the number is. Yeah, right? And yeah. that's covering. Anyway. I
3: love the space uniforms. Uh yeah.
1: if you haven't seen them, you I mean you'll be able to watch yeah. them tonight. I'll you'll retweet see. it here from the uh weekend. but it's good stuff. All right, we'll come back. Jeff Cog is gonna join us at one twenty five. We'll talk to him about Penny Hardaway, about Memphis. Uh gonna get into what success might look like, what it should look like for Penny Hardaway when we come back. Stick around, Jason and John, I Turner, a family, SPN.
2: early your dreams to me is probably not a challenge. I've been counted out so many times I couldn't count it. Funny how now my accountant is having trouble trying to count it. To the people that think that I owe you. Payback some and you know that. Y'all McCullough
1: Roofing and Renovations, if you got some projects around the house that you need to y'all focus on. Whether well, that's kitchen renovations, bathroom renovations, whatever that may look like. If you have a roof that's 10 years or older and you've been denied by your insurance company, he can handle all of that. That's what he does every single day. And he does it well. I know it firsthand. About a few, uh, few years ago, 2019, I had a roof issue. It was leaking. Turns out I had some storm damage. He got the whole thing covered, brand new. No out-of-pocket cost to me. Repeat, no out-of-pocket cost to me. So give him a call, 487-7096 is the phone number. He'll come out, assess the damage, and then very likely get it taken care of at no out-of-pocket cost to you. So that's the deal. Hit up Chris McCauley. Tell him Jason John sent you. He's going to throw in a free roofing upgrade. All right, so we're talking all day about uh, Penny Hardaway's extension and what it means for – you know, the next six years, what it means for the University of Memphis fans, all that. I think it's pretty obvious in some ways, right? Like, they have to give him an extension because that's the way it goes in recruiting, and he's had a good enough job, he deserves the extension. But I also think there's another part of the conversation, which is even as I said in one breath um, that I think Penny Hardaway is basically a made man <laughs> at the University of Memphis, uh, what, what what does success for him look like in the next six years? This is a question that, you know, Jeff and Gary were talking about yesterday. And, you know, I I, I want to weigh in. I got something to say. And I think if we're just taking a snapshot of six years, right? Next six years, 22 to 28. What will success, what constitutes like a, a, an objectively good six years? So we're talking
3: wins, NCAA tournaments. Sure. What, is it, what
1: does it look like? And I, and conference. I, I settled on this. And maybe my bar is too low. Maybe yours is different. I'm anxious to hear. But I would say success for Penny is make the tournament three out of the six. Three out of the six years you make the NCAA tournament with a second, with one second weekend appearance mixed in. So 50% of the six years you're in the NCAAs, and once out of those three, you make a run to the sweet sixteen, elite eight, what have you. I'm not going to put an exact round on it. I just think second weekend is important from a morale uh, perspective. I think that is objectively the the baseline. Um, Memphis could make the tournament four times, right? They could make the tournament five times, but I think in terms of what what would you say is is uh, is, is reasonable? Now, maybe that maybe that's too low. Because the league is about to be that much worse, and they could win the automatic qualifier every single year, right? So maybe it should be yeah. more like four or five out of six, rather than three. Um, and, and maybe I'm adjusting on the fly. I'm trying to think, who's coming in? North Texas, which is not an UAB. easy one, by the way.
3: Like some of these teams, I think we we. They're, they're harder in basketball than they are in football. I mean, UAB is a good basketball program, That's right? That's what I'm saying. Like, North Texas is a good basketball program. Their, their basketball
1: program is better than their football program. I, I'll say four out of six. Although, I wouldn't say it's a failure if it's That's fair. three out of six, right? Like, I wouldn't say it's like, oh, it went really badly if Penny only, if Penny only gets the tournament three more times in the next six years. You'll just say, eh, it could have been a little better, but it wasn't, like, bad. Because one, one thing Penny's going to do, right, is, and this is good for Memphis fans, is he's always – going to go into a season with a chance to make the tournament. I mean, he's just going to keep, he's going to keep a roster that is tournament tournament caliber. You're never going to go into a season, quite frankly, uh, you know, where you feel like Memphis, you know, cannot, uh, you know, cannot make it. I mean, that's, that is, that is exactly um, what he's shown at the University of Memphis. Like, and so, whether or not it happens is a is a sort of a, a different conversation on its own. Um, I think historically, like the average for Memphis was like they would they would go to the NCAA tournament. You know, uh, what was it like? You know, I don't I don't I think it was make maybe make the Sweet Sixteen yeah. once every four years. I think that's what it that's what it sort of it, at one time that's what it was. Right. Um, and Memphis obviously has not made the Sweet Sixteen since uh, Tyreek Evans. Was Jesus, uh, was playing that been that long? it's been a long time, man. It's, been, it's been a long time, and, and, and they need to get back, right? They need to, you know. Okay, so they're they're building, they're taking steps. They they went from the right. w- the NIT, they won the NIT, right?
3: Yeah, they won the NIT two years ago, they not won- this past year, but the year before, because yeah. that was the big that yeah. was a big piece of conversation, right? Well,
1: yeah, because my partner was a huge he fan. had a ring, he he, he got a ring. Yeah, got a ring, bro. And he, he he was on the on the parade float. Sure, I, I was less interested. I said, "The NIT don't mean that much." Here
3: it is on the Wikipedia page: NIT results. The Tigers have appeared in the NIT nineteen times. They're twenty-four and seventeen in the NIT champions in twenty twenty-one, and. 2002, remember that one? 2002, they were NIT champions. Was was, that Cal's? That was. That was. That was was Cal's. It was a big
1: one. It was. It was. It was an important one for Cal. Kind of got him going. And maybe we're gonna look. We're gonna look up and say the NIT. Don't be putting down at NIT, bro. Well, that was also a shortened field, man. All right, There There were like eight teams in that. Because everybody else – that was like everybody else had COVID. Everybody else had COVID outbreaks. Nobody wanted to play in that stuff, you know. Uh, But Memphis still had to go out there and do it, and they did win. Um, So, yeah, I I think if you can make the tournament three to four times out of the next six, that is undeniably a very successful tenure. Um, I I think you you are in a situation where you're a little bit uh, in a better position to do it because, you know, you can – you can reach into the transfer portal. You can get the older guys, right? Who come in, they know how to win. Yeah, ideally. Um, and you have to, you have less habits that you have to break. You know, that's the, that's the right. The, that's the great thing about it, right? Is like when you bring in high school kids, you know, that takes time. That does. I mean, because because unless you're a, you know, a Jalen Duran type or a or a uh, you know Jalen Green type, Musa right. Sise wasn't ready, and he was top ten. Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't even know where Musa is. Is he still at Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, right? Is he still there? Yeah. Because he has not done anything in his career to this point, right? Um, yeah, he's he's still there at Oklahoma State. He averaged basically the same thing he averaged in Memphis, seven and six last year. I mean, he's um, got
3: like two or three years left.
1: Yeah, and he was a top ten kid. Yeah. He was a top ten kid. So just imagine the top 60 kid, like the guy they just got, Ryan Forrest. Now,
3: right? hey, Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, John. Was that it's this tall. past year? Yeah,
1: 21, 22. Well, that 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 is a side of the ball. I mean, that's that is a that is a part of the. Of, that's what KO's is going to be, right? Of, yes, I mean, if you get, if you get Moose and Cesar's numbers, you would take those. But see, it's different though because he's not a top ten kid, so it just it's sort of through a totally different, different lens. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. Right. Um, but you know, with a kid like Ryan Forrest, you're going to have to like coach him up. You're going to have to like give him a year or two, um, and he may not fit your timeline, right? Whereas, you know, you reach in the transport, you get a guy like Keontae Kennedy, Kendrick Davis, etc. Those guys are going to be coming in with the same goals. They've been coached by, you know, other college coaches. They know the dynamics and how to navigate the dynamics of a locker room. And so it's just a totally different uh, set of circumstances that you're dealing with. So I really do. I think that's kind of where uh, I fall on what success is or what it looks like. I think three to four tournament appearances. Um and 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 a and a deep run mixed in. I think Memphis is overdue for a deep run, and you know it was always at bats. Just get the at bat, and eventually you will break through. So Memphis just has to get back to the tournament. You know, and, hey, they may go to 96, and if they go if they go to 96, then no. Memphis got to make a tournament every year. <laughs> I
3: mean, no, that's true. That's, I mean, there's right.
1: there's no way around it, and they will. I mean, yeah. if they don't, we got bigger problems. On our hands, if you ain't getting in the field at 96. Oh, if you're not making the field at ninety six, you got a major, major
3: problem. Yeah, dude. I mean, that'd have been Tubby Smith's dream, bro. He's a perfect ninety five every year. I,
1: exactly. I feel like Tubby's teams would have been in.
3: No, Tubby would have been the perfect coach for an expanded field
1: of ninety. I mean, he'd be going every year, and that kind of is the, I guess, the the peril of expanding too, huh?
3: Yeah, I mean it. Because it, it, that's it, that what makes it to I said. Yeah, that's what I said. What I said. I think it's different than the 12 in football. Like 12 in football makes a lot of sense to me because you're only talking about 12 to 12 to 13 games for some of these teams to determine if they're in the field, right? And a lot of it is conference play, so you're not getting a lot of games. And you, and you need at least twelve is what we're thinking, and a lot I mean, of it is SEC bias. And Memphis, all this stuff.
1: Memphis would have been on the bubble in Tubby's first year because they were one hundred and one in the country according to Ken Palm, and we hated that, you know, and and, and that and, and again and they were now the second year they would not have been the second year they were one hundred and sixty one. That is
3: sad. That's that tell <laughs> that is the part that tells you everything you need to know about why we didn't want Tubby,
1: <laughs> they right? Were, according to Ken Palm, they were one hundred and sixty one, bro, in 2017, 18 is, well, that's, let's think that's about awful. Penny.
3: Penny all, almost Wouldn't all of Penny's teams have gone if it were uh, expanded to 95? Let's
2: see, 19? Yeah, I mean, all of Penny's teams would year have they gone. they finished 56th. They would have gone. I think it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.